0: Together. Thanks
1: for listening to the KC Morning Show. Hey, it's Friday. Aren't weekends just the best when you're uh, unemployed? Weekends are meetingless. Okay, Debbie Downer. Just keeping it real, mate. Well,
0: why
2: don't you keep
1: this real, mate? It's time to party. Who's ready to party? It's party time. Hey, turn off the radio. Let's count them down. Three, two, one. Ready or not, here comes fun It's (laughs) showtime.
2: Everything's
0: running smoothly. Yo,
1: yo, yo! Yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell. And this right here, it's your KC Moan. Baby! What's the word, Kansas City? A yippee-fry-yay to the KC Morning Hoes. Fridays On this show, always styled by the homies, said Charlie Hustle, KCMS20, that's your promo code, one more time, KCMS20, 2020 20 percent off in store and slash or online, that's how you know, Chuck, you the real one, on the show today, a little heartland, homegrown, another music episode. We have fun here, right? Yeah, let's have some fun today, joined for the first time by T. Tilly Swedeland Hall. She is the lead singer of Melophobia, one of my favorite bands in Kansas City. You're going to love this. You're going to love it. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. Kansas City, I love you. Shall we weekend? Less weekend. My name's Hartzell. It is a good day to be a Kansas Cityan. Absolutely. We'll see ya in the morning.
0: Going straight to one place, right to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. And the beat goes on. We're
3: at the Record Bar right now, live entertainment venue, the Truman. We are live, here, live at the lovely Riot Room, the Atlan Theater. It's at the historic Midland Theater on Main at 18th and Vine.
0: Music. That's our middle name. The beat from the Tower of Power. Now, here comes the music. It's Heartland Homegrown. (laughs) On the KC Morning Show.
1: your kc morning show hopefully not the last time because you sound so good my friend tilly swedlin hall she is the lead woman the badass chick for Melophobia, one of my favorite bands in kansas city such a fan of what you do welcome to the show Thank my you. friend
2: yeah thanks for having me
1: so tell us a little bit about how we got this sound so folks we're just hearing a little bit of uh, weekender like how did this come to be
2: We started out a couple years ago in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I really wanted to sound like an indie rock band, (laughs) and I had no idea what I was doing, so I just picked and pulled some things from my favorite bands, and over time, just changed our sound up to match kind of... I don't know this midwestern landlocked surf rock vibe i guess
1: well i was gonna say because i was trying to tell folks the sound how do you describe your sound and there's so many influence that i think i could maybe put yeah. a finger on but it's so uniquely you though and the way that you even sometimes bounce back and forth in between different influences in the mm-hmm. same track it works exploring some of your heroes and making it your own how do you find that fine line i guess though of doing something different
2: you know, Actually, I was talking just the other day. I realized that my influences were more subconscious than I thought they were originally. So I started writing stuff, trying to incorporate elements that they had that I really liked. And then over time, it just became less of me trying to emulate them. And I just realized that that was the type of music that I made anyway. And just kind of pull it together into this dough ball of music influence and then rip it up i guess
1: so who are some of your heroes some of those influences because i know right now folks in the car are trying to see if it matches Mm, up mm -hmm. with who they thought so who are some of your favorite influences
2: um i really like this band out of australia called hockey dad they're a really cool like two-piece Surf rock group. Sticky fingers, likewise from Australia. They're pretty awesome too. And then Catfish and the Bottlemen. And I think I'd say that those are my top three. Oh, and idols. Recently I've been getting into idols a lot. Hell
1: yeah.
2: I'd say those are the biggest influences for us. So you mentioned
1: Pennsylvania, yeah? East mm-hmm. Coast as you have been able to now have this lived experience in the midwest and navigating this music scene in a post of the height of the pandemic Mm -hmm. reality so many folks don't want to use the pandemic as a pivot point especially for artists but you know fight or flight was to survive and you can't unlearn what you've learned so much of that panini was you know thrusting the new normal on artists like yourself Mm -hmm. you know and you didn't ask for that it's honestly not fair but that being said, did you get something out of it? How did this shape the sound of Melophobia?
2: I think it gave me a lot more time by myself outside of like playing gigs where I just got to kind of hone down the songs. Like I would just sit in my bedroom and play them kind of acoustic to myself. And I realized while I was doing that, that I could take this At the time what was like overproduced and using too many of my influences and kind of make it how i was feeling in the moment and so we were in the studio throughout the pandemic and i was just able to shape the songs less with pressure of how would it sound live and more of how can i create an oral landscape that also incorporates how i feel and how other people feel
1: that part yeah something you're gonna give folks and it's gonna Mm -hmm. be great but you gotta make sure it's you Mm -hmm. to love yourself is the beginning of a lifelong friendship right so you might as well get a chance to know who you are and maybe be down with that person in order to give the folks what it is they want to hear from you right
2: yeah totally yeah i think that i've found recently that a lot of my writing has been very honest and especially a lot of our newer stuff that we're coming up with now it's kind of a more introspective look at myself and life choices that i've made and how i've gotten to where i am now and i am i'm pretty proud of i think where i'm at
1: see you for the first time live at innovation festival last august mm-hmm. you honestly i'm just gonna say it you turn the whole day around my friend <laughs> your live show is such a good ass time so Thank can you, you tell us a little bit how do you approach the live shows now why those live shows
2: mean so much to you oh man i think being away from everyone for so long really kind of creates a longing to be around people like I always used to think that I was this really introverted person and then the pandemic hit and I was like I need society I need to be around people sometimes and I think that that really helped our live show because I used to just be really nervous on stage and I'd be like oh I'm playing this music and nobody really cares but now I'm like I'm playing this music for me and if there's anybody here, they're going to have a good time. And I'm going to have a good time. And everybody's having a good time. So why not keep doing it?
1: If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah. You're only as cool as your last cool thing, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just keep doing dope shit. Let's play a track, yeah? Let's have these folks hear some more of Melophobia. Can you break down Jackal? Let's talk about Jackal.
2: Yeah. Jackal is a song that I didn't realize when I wrote it, but is about facing your anxieties. There's a line in the track where it says the jackal followed me right to your house this evening. And it's kind of like hanging out with somebody or being on a date with someone and realizing that all of your anxieties follow you. Like you are there everywhere that you go. And this is just you as a person. And so you might as well just try and live As good as you can While you're there And so I think Jackal's a A good look at What it's like To have that anxiety And then to Live with it And be okay with it Be comfortable
1: Jackal Melophobia On your KC morning show
3: let me
1: comes first? I've asked this question to so many folks and I get different answers Mm -hmm. especially when you got so much to say Mm -hmm. so
2: what's first? Is it the melody? Is it the lyrics? For me it has always been a guitar riff or something like that. I think I find that a lot of what I feel when listening to other people's music as well is I feel the instrument more than the lyrics at first I think if you're reading into the lyrics too heavily you're gonna Form your own opinion about it But if you listen to the guitars And you listen to the bass and the drums You get this like, I don't know, sort of emotional response That I don't know if you necessarily would just get If you were just reading the lyrics from a page
1: It's like a conversation
2: you're having I think so I I think that when, especially in songs like Jackal Where there's a guitar solo When I listen to it now It feels so emotional And the guitar solo Like that is all of what you feel in the moment going into, and your instrument is just becoming like a part of you. You know, it's that, it's that way that you can explain how you're feeling without having to verbalize it. And I think that that makes it more powerful than the lyrics. So it always comes first for me.
1: So now I'm curious, going back to maybe an older track of yours, mm-hmm. listening to it, do you ever find yourself realizing that maybe you heard it wrong the first time? Maybe he got close, but maybe he was saying something a little bit different. Or maybe you go back and you say, yeah, I nailed that. That's exactly what I wanted to say.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think so. Especially with our really old stuff, like our first EP, the listen EP, the song Melophobe that's on there. The solo in that, I was in high school and I was you know, an angsty teenager, as we all are. And it feels very angry, the guitar solo. And I think at the time... I was a very angry person and I've been doing a lot of work to kind of better myself to get out of that headspace and I think I'm doing a good job but yeah I I feel like I go back and listen to that and I'm like okay this definitely conveyed the emotion at the time but it doesn't apply anymore.
3: Father my French, but I am so fucking out of here. I've been waiting for it to be just you and I'm my dear My patience is winding low and I can't find a place to go. I've got nowhere that I can call my own. Now.
1: So when you do revisit those tracks, then how do you approach it when you're performing?
2: That's a little harder. I yeah. think when when performing, it almost feels as though I can take some of that initial emotion out of it and instead focus on how do I want the audience to interpret this and what do I want the audience to feel when I'm playing this. So, if I were to play MeloPhobe now, I think I would play that riff a little more jangly in a sense, like a little more upbeat and fun. Like I want them to confront themselves and how they are when they're upset and frustrated and you know depressed but also I want them to be like, everyone around me feels the same way and we're all miserable together. So this is a great experience to have, you know?
1: Machines are fixed, humans heal, and uh-huh. that redemption story is also captivating and also intriguing and also worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think we forget about that. But well, that part's like everything, because yeah. it's like the other side of this thing, right?
2: hmm For sure.
1: So where can folks go to find out more about you, the band? The floor is yours. The stage is yours. Tilly, plug the handles.
2: Yeah, we're on Instagram at Melophobia underscore official. You can find us pretty much everywhere at that same handle, or you can visit melophobia.com. We keep up to date there.
1: Let's go ahead and hit play on this on our way out. This latest track, it's called Need. How do we get here?
2: Tell us about Need, Tilly. Need was the first time I ever kind of lived by myself. It was kind of weird waking up in a place that you're unfamiliar with. And so I just grabbed a guitar and wrote about that uncomfortable experience that we all have to have at some point. And yeah, it's about needing some time alone just to heal yourself and get some time to breathe.
1: Tilly Swedlin Hall, lead singer, the front woman of Melophobia. My friend, thank you so much. You gonna come back on the show? Oh yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on. This was a blast. This is Need, and right now it's on your KC Morning Show.